0: Yes, yes, people, Dave Fensom here with another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. Uh, this is part two of our 1991 Best Of, uh, where we're picking our favourite albums. If you haven't listened to part one yet, uh, get the downloading, my friends. Uh, numbers 10 to 6 were covered in last week's episodes. Thanks for all your feedback on those. Um, yeah, this week we're doing our top five albums, obviously non-hip-hop albums. We covered that in a separate special with Rob Mulholland. Again, if you haven't heard that and you like hip-hop, download um anyway yeah so one thing to mention up front we realized when we listened back to this that uh obviously we picked tracks for our playlist throughout and we forgot to do them for our number one album so uh you have a look at the playlist you can find it on our spotify we link to it on our social media uh, and you can see which tracks we picked for that it won't be an enormous uh surprise to anyone i don't think but yeah fun times have a listen to that playlist a lot of good tunes on there Anyway, so what's been going on in the world of Dave I'm just absolutely battered with admin at the minute. It's just been uh, just confirmed my Edinburgh Fringe run. I'm going to be up there for the first half. Um, just been confirming all my shows for Brighton Fringe. Going to be really, really busy in Brighton Fringe as well. Hope some of you guys come down and check out some of the stuff that I'm doing in Brighton Fringe. If you are down, uh, get in contact in advance. Let's meet up for a drink. In addition to that I've been having a few conversations. I think there's a possibility there's going to be some pop collaborate and listen DJing taking place somewhere during the uh, Brighton Fringe. There might be some uh, silent disco kind of thing going on that we're doing as part of the Warren. Uh, More details on that as and when we know it. Uh, Other thing we want to talk about is I think we're thinking about doing a bit of a meetup for pop collaborate and listen listeners. I think quite a few of us are going to be at the Faith No More concert in June, thinking about maybe getting together uh, a pub beforehand for a couple of drinks with a couple of listeners, give out some stickers, all that kind of jazz. Would be lovely to meet up with some of you if you fancy it. Uh, Get in contact with Twitter if that's an idea that you're up for, and we'll work out the details as we come. Uh, This is an idea that I've had on my own, and Krista will be hearing about it for the first time now. So if all of a sudden it drops out, it's because Krista doesn't want to meet any of you freaks. Anyway, we had a lovely time recording this one we just recorded a new episode this weekend uh, on the Beastie Boys check your head that's going to be coming up in a few weeks time uh, as you know after this episode we're going to take a couple of weeks off uh, just so we can catch up uh, maybe get some more stuff recorded and have a, give Chris a bit of a break from all the editing uh, obviously he's had a very hectic time working in pubs over Christmas and we need a couple of weeks worth of break uh, but it won't be very long at all and we'll be back with you um, and so yeah with no further ado enjoy this take care bye <laughs> we Yes, yes, people. It's Dave Fenton here with another episode of Pop Collaborate. And listen, I'm joined as always by my good friend, Krista Hello, everybody. This is part two of our Best of 1991 special. If you have not heard part one, then listen to that first yeah that would make sense really i mean yeah you do mm. you need to listen to it first we're going to refer to things in this that Indeed. directly if you're just trying to skip out and just listen to the top five then i oh, more for you you'll have missed some wonderful records yeah uh might do, should we just do a little uh, yeah no i'm not i'm not even going to do a refresher of what they are yeah you, you, you do your homework go, go or back you, and listen yeah don't get the goodies the, goody, goody, the goody,
1: goodies goody gum gums gumdrops is it gumdrops yeah goody goody
0: gumdrops. drops
1: i think I'm sure someone will write in and oh, correct it. us. Yeah, one of the goodies, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fuck me. All right, so... Um, all so right. Yeah, in this episode, we are running down our five to one on both of our top ten lists. So, yeah,
0: we, we've been mentioning people's lists as we've gone on. Yeah, uh, actually,
1: once again, thank you for everyone who sent in their top tens.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you know, We had one from uh, John in Leeds. Uh, thanks for getting in contact, then, John. Regular listener, know, regular contact. So, what did he have? He had uh, uh, Pixie's Trompe Le
1: Monde. Yes, which was in my kind of also rounds. Yeah, he had U 2s acting baby. He did which was indeed. Your list,
0: yeah. Uh, Ice T, OG, and uh, P Apocalypse yeah. ninety one, which both featured in our best of hip hops.
1: Uh, the Orb's Adventures Beyond the Ultra World was yeah. actually in my also rounds, but when I listened back to it, just in case it was going to make the ten, yeah. there was too much noodling. I mean, fair. Obviously, enough. it's the Orb. There's going to be noodling, but yeah. it was just a little bit too much. Or maybe John likes noodles. Maybe he does. Yeah, Triblow in Theory in there
0: as well, yeah. which would have definitely been in my list. Sure, Orbital Green. No, it's not my. I, I love Orbital. I, I don't love the Green album though that much. I've got to say.
1: It, it, again, I guess it's seminal because it was the one that showed the world what they were about. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, <laughs> it, is it? It's the one with Satan on, though, isn't it? It's no, the, Satan's on Brown album. Is it? Yeah. Ah, oh, fair enough. It's got Chime on it. Oh, with Chime and Belfast. Yeah, right. Fine. Yeah, true. Mm. Um, but also uh, on here, on a, on a couple of lists actually. Talk Talk's uh, laughing stock. Indeed, I just don't know it. I, I don't either don't at all. But you know what? It's,
0: a, it's featured on enough albums, but with people with good taste. that I am going to go and take some time to go and listen to it.
1: Well, yeah. Another you know regular listener and uh, guest that we had on in our season one, Cy si Sharp. Yes, has it in his top ten and
0: future guest as well.
1: Yes, he's coming on again. Hopefully, in a, a, a few weeks' time, mm. uh, to talk about a particular album. Um, but yeah, they both have Talk Talk's "Laughing Stock," which, again, I'm sure it was a big deal because everyone says Talk Talk are this, you know, amazing band. Yeah, but I just never took the time. Yeah, I don't know what the band it was.
0: Passed me by a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, but no, and Cy, you know, he's also got things like. Carter, The top of Sex Mission 30-something, because he was into that big time at, 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 in 1991. Throwing Muses, Real Ramona, a good album, just, you know, outside my ten as well. Pixies, Trompe the Mont, which was just outside my yeah. ten. Uh, Wonder Stuff, which is straight. That's Si Sharp all the way through. Yeah. You know, cut the man through in the middle, and it just says Wonder Stuff and Grebo, basically. Um, he, he also, though, he's got one that is my number five. Um, okay. So... He's got Therapy's Baby Teeth. Okay. Which was their first... It's, it's a mini-album, but it's their first release. And so it's only seven songs, but I would consider it an album, realistically, because it's it's not an EP. It, no, I
0: think I think seven is... Yeah, I
1: think you could... Didn't get away with that. Yeah. Yeah, and so I fucking loved this album. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, being from Northern Ireland, this was a big deal. You're from Northern Ireland? Oh, shit, I should have mentioned this, okay, uh, you know, you back in uh, episode one. Yeah. Uh, it was a big deal because we didn't have that many bands coming through, we, especially cool bands. You know, you'd have, you'd, uh, cool. <laughs> um, and there would be loads of just run-of-the-mill people who would play in local venues. Yeah. It would be like, they oh, they're okay. They're fine. But therapy coming along was a real punch to the face because yeah. this first album is gritty and horrible. And it's dramatically underproduced it really is made on no money whatsoever and so it sounds like it just I mean it sounds like what they were they were fucking angry teenagers making a racket but the riffs in this album are fantastic the tunes I think still stand up there are some Meet Abstract the first one on on there which was also the first single in you know in Vertical as well that was an absolute you you had never I was going out in Belfast to kind of indie clubs that was one of the ones that would be the prime time song because it would kick off. Everyone was like, this is therapy, so fair enough, you're supporting the boys, yeah. but also this is just brilliant. And while it didn't, I'm sure, break through to many of the, the rest of the UK indie clubs at the time, you know, they, they did that later with stuff like Scream major or Going Nowhere and that sort of whatever, yeah. this one was an absolute call to arms for the dance floor in Belfast. Fucking brilliant, yeah. and it it introduced me to a load of you know movie samples that they they absolutely and quite sure illegally picked up. That's probably why it's not on Spotify. That could be, I say, because this is the other thing. I can't put a song into our playlist for this because none of the songs on this album are on Spotify. Yeah, uh, which is a great shame because you know Skyward, great tune. Me, I'm sorry, I just said fucking brilliant. This to me is. Therapy pretty much at their best. Their second, also mini album, mm-hmm. which was *Pleasure Death*, is for me as good as this. But afterwards, then I kind of lost interest. Once they signed to was a major, that
0: after was Nurse next. Uh,
1: nurse was next, yeah. yeah. And that's they. They at that point, I think they went on to A and M. Yeah. And they obviously had a producer who knew what he was doing, but it lost something for me at that point. And this is definitely me being a bit of a dickhead and going, "Well, they're not my band anymore. Whatever, that's sure. sort of shit." But this, this first one was an absolute revelation. I hadn't heard stuff like it. People would compare it to Big Black. I remember mm-hmm. I sent my dad a copy of it because I was so uh, in love with the album. I thought mm-hmm. he might like it. And he said, oh, this sounds like Big Black. I had no fucking clue who Big Black was. Sure. But you'd read it in all the press mm-hmm. and you'd see the comparisons. It was just this horrible, dirty, grimy hard hard sound mm-hmm. that I think that they absolutely nailed on this one cool it's I've so got to good. be honest
0: with you man I've never listened to it
1: no, fair enough and never it's, never heard it it's, it's a it is very much a time capsule for me. It takes me back to being 16 and getting into it. And I will also admit, I wasn't into this album from day one because I kind of missed the boat a bit. Sure. It was a few months later that I got into it because all my mates were into it. And I missed seeing them play all this stuff live in Belfast. I never saw them play yeah, live. Did you not? No, nah, never did. Um, I think I've seen them a few times. Right, well, I... Just no festivals and stuff. Oh, exactly. The Festivals would have been the time I could have done it, but... Actually, I might have seen them at one of the early readings I was at, 92, mm. 93, but I was drunk on cider. And I I do miss the fact that I didn't get to see them in some little, you know, 100 capacity. i see, I see like genuine regret in your eyes. Oh, uh, it's a real shame because I've seen some footage of this, you know, terribly shot footage yeah. um, because it was 1991. And it just looks insane in those places. I
0: mean, when we first met, you had a goatee beard. Was that inspired by Andrew sure, Cairns? mate, of course. Absolutely. Just a, a uh, full Cairns.
1: The, the Cairns. I've gone for the Cairns. Yeah, yeah. We Cairns are a lot. My baby, just Cairns for me. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I I do. I think this still stands up. I mean, I do think it's underproduced. I think they could do with a little bit more meat on the bones, but it doesn't need to go the full... Uh, you know, pomp production that they went the well, It's the
0: same thing as, I, I, I mean, I, I think I started to say and didn't finish when I talked about Mr. Bungle earlier. Mm. That's the problem that first Mr. Bungle album is so poorly recorded. Right? I, uh, it's just, it's so, it's such a quiet recording and stuff doesn't yeah. stand out enough. It's an album that is just absolutely screaming for a remaster. Just
1: just uh, something, just a yeah. little bit. Not, don't be a dickhead and ruin it, but yeah, it could do something. I would like yeah. to hear a remastered version. You don't, don't need a trombone. No, never need a trombone. No. no. Uh, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. I can't give you a song to put on it because we none of them are on Spotify. But if I had to, it would be Meat Abstract.
0: Meat Abstract? Yeah. Okay, uh, because
1: the first one I heard, it was the big tune and it's still. Presumably spelt as in uh, meat from the butchers. Yes, exactly. Fair enough. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely brilliant. As opposed to abstract meat, which you serve your gastro gastropub for a lot of money. <laughs> nice. Yes, eighteen pounds, please. Nice. That's how abstract this is. Fuck me. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's my number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What? Your number five, female Mate.
0: My number five is uh, "Blood Sugar Sex Magic" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. Wow.
1: Wow. Right. Mm. Yes. 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 But uh, funnily enough, that's my number four. Wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that is absolutely in my top five. Didn't
0: effect. even fudge that. That's serendipity. No, no,
1: that's fucking brilliant.
0: What an album. I mean, what an album. My what God. An album this is. I mean, I I, I put this. Uh, I took the CD out into my car and listened <laughs> to this yesterday. <laughs> when was the
1: last time you actually took it, the, the, that album out of its case? I mean, probably ten years ago. Yeah, it's got to be. Point,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Took it, took it out, gave it an airing in my car stereo because I've uh, I've got a. 2004 Monday, I don't like to brag. <laughs> Six CD changer. My
1: goodness. One of those ones that you load in. I remember I had one the same. Yeah, music. yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant. But yeah, listen, listen to that on CD. Right. What a record. I mean, did you listen, were, did, were you in the car long enough to listen to it all the way through? Uh, no, like...
0: but I got to the point where I'd heard the rest of it and I put it on the computer when I got in. Gotcha. okay, right. So I did hear the whole You, did, you went through, through the yeah. full... Oh, oh I've, listened no. to all, I've
1: listened to all of these albums
0: again. Oh, right, okay. All, all li- the way through. Oh, yeah, 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 awesome. yeah. I haven't. Uh, I've listened to most of them more than once. Nice. Um, I mean, it wasn't really a chore, mate. To be honest with you. Oh no, not at Christmas all. Christmas and their brilliant records. It's not at all. Uh, but yeah. So look, nothing in. I'm going to prefix this yes. with, with a caveat. Yep. Uh, nothing in this world, in the world of music, makes me sadder than what the Red Hot Chili Peppers have become. The decline. No. There yeah. is there is only there is only one decline which is close to it, and we'll discuss that later. Right. Okay. But from this band, which was. Uh, you know, this is such a a raw, dirty record. Oh, right? it's filth. And like, you know what? I I know it's not as raw and dirty as Mother's Milk and
1: oh, production uh, wise, no.
0: Uplift Mofo Mo- Mo- Party Plan. No, uh, no. Uh, you know, I, and I understand well, the people that were, that came. You know that were into them earlier. This was uh, just the progression. But this that's not how I came into this band. Mm. I'd seen them do a cameo in a movie, and I knew. I knew one of their song. Uh, cool girl at my high school that liked kind of alternative music, mm. taped this for me. This album? Yeah, we yeah. were part of a, a youth theatre group. Oh, yes. And she taped this record for me. Taped it for me the wrong way round. So she taped side two first. Oh, okay. So, oh. Well, she had it on tape then and taped it. I think it must have been a tape to tape that she did. Right. Because obviously this album starts with... Power of quality. Power of Equality. Yeah. But it started with uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, okay, right, me. okay. Oh. Which is actually a really good way to start a record. Oh, right. Obviously, you know, this is at the time when people were still tracking things to mm. take into account of there being two sides of things as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. So for me, for a long, long time until I, I had it uh, as a full album. I thought it started with Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Went and track two was Under the Bridge. Right. Track three, Naked in the Rain, Apache ah. Rose Peacock, and then yeah, that's so that's that's how it was for me. Um, right. And, and I still like that as a tracking for the record, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Weirdly, in, ma- in many ways, I think it's the better track
1: <laughs> You should write to them. No, maybe. Um, I have a, a similar take on this because I didn't have this as an actual album for a long time. Yeah, I had a tape of it. Yep. But I had, a mate of mine basically taped me this, but taped a different album on the B-side. Right. So I only had 45 minutes of this album. Wow. And so for a good, well, you know, a few months anyway... I only knew up to about um, maybe Apache Rose Peacock or yeah. Naked in the Rain, that sort of the way, and so everything else after that. Only whenever I bought it, I bought the the double vinyl at some point for myself. But I was like, "Oh, this is totally new." I I, I was very used to just having. Those Cross, so kind you of,
0: didn't have so Psycho Sexy, no, nah,
1: nah, you didn't have so, their Red Hot, nope. Exactly. Red, high, <laughs> right. And it's probably because of that—that's the way I heard it. I think this album is is very front-loaded. I think those first, let's say, forty minutes are better than the remaining twenty-five. Yeah. Put it that way. But if you look at those first forty minutes, Jesus Christ, it is wall-to-wall quality. But I, you know, and I think that's probably because you're I, I, the other way around because you started halfway well, no, through well I
0: like all of it I think I think probably if you'd have had uh, My Lovely Man uh, So Psycho Sexy mm. those are great songs those are as important as any other song on, on this album to me this album to me was I mean first of all just a massive slice of funk
1: oh, indeed I've this not is heard this sort of is at
0: its absolute kind of
1: best beautiful. right
0: yeah. and you know Everyone was talking about Flea at the time. People weren't talking about Chad Smith quite as much. No. But I mean, fuck me. Like that that's this band really, isn't it? Oh, know, it has to be. It's it's Chad Smith and and Flea. That's and that's when they're at their best. Uh, you know, Anthony Kiedis, I think at the time when I heard this and he was kind of, you know, kind of doing his kind of soul funk
1: rapping, I was like, mm.
0: Oh yeah, this is great, this is mm. cool. I don't think it's I don't I don't think his style has dated as well.
1: Okay, but I think he works brilliantly for this album specifically. Without a doubt, yeah. I, I, and,
0: yeah. I, I do. and I do. You know, I think you know, there, there was a long-running thing between him and Mike Patton, him yeah. getting like, Mr. Bungle thrown off of, because he thought that Mike Patton had stolen his style. Right, sure. I mean, Antony Kiedis, fucking, if he could wake up and sing a quarter of what Mike Patton should sing, <laughs> yeah. he should fucking convert to a new religion, right? Right. Uh,
1: you know, I, I think the likelihood is Anthony Kiedis is a dickhead. Oh, I suspect that's very true. I suspect they're all dickheads, if I'm honest. Well. You know, I suspect. Oh, I think I'd like Flea.
0: I think I'd get on do well
1: you, with it. I know. Flea. I don't think I'd like. I, I might even say probably Frusciante is the one I probably would. You know, be most on level with. Well, he's back,
0: isn't he now? Freshman, yeah.
1: sure. he's back th- as of this week. Yeah, is it this week? Oh yeah, or, or something like that. Yeah. Right. But
0: uh, look, but the, th- the fact of this matter, uh, fact of the matter is, whatever the Red Hot Chili Peppers have become,
1: mm-hmm. what,
0: you know, they're you know they're the band that your workmates go and see now. Oh, these
1: days, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Uh, and Aren't not your they- workmate. Your workmates are quite cool, but like the people that oh, I used to but work but with. It, I, it
1: hurts me that. Uh, you know, even whenever I'm talking to some of the kind of the early 20 year olds who work at mine and they have got good taste, and they're like, oh yeah, I like chili peppers, I like pearl jam, whatever, you know, so they will say, oh yeah, that, oh, what's it fucking called? By the way, by the way, that, those ones, the late 90s, early 2000 ones, yeah. they'll go, but they're, they're wicked. I have to go. Come on, mate. dog shit, just mate. Not. I don't want to caveat this, but
0: I just—I was like the people I used to work. With. I don't mean the people I specifically used to work with. The people actually that I work with in my, in my team were actually cool. Oh as right, fuck. sure. But I mean, as no, it, a generic. Yeah. yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. Um. This was, you know, it was released. It was another one released on that the same day as all the other big albums in September '91. It's the band's fifth album, but was really their breakthrough. No, this yeah. was this was the one that blew them stratospheric, um, because I think the strength of the songs and the fact they got Rick Rubin to produce and it does sound it's a lot slicker than the previous albums because those were messier and definitely more fun in some ways. This is a, just a perfectly produced album but,
0: and that's right I mean there are there are, you listen back to this record and you're like oh god this bit sits in here because you can always remember the main melodies of the song or, or, mm-hmm. or how bits and pieces but then you just go oh fuck there's this bit of this song I forgot how perfect this was and this is obviously a, a, a record that has had somebody else's. someone's gone uh, this is what's good about you mm-hmm. okay let's put this here let's put this okay you've got everything we just need to put everything in the right place and Yeah, that, and you know this is I think just them being at the point where someone else has got enough clout to tell them what to do,
1: right? Uh, and yeah, everything. especially someone of Rick Rubin's status, absolutely, y- you'll trust that man knows how to produce an album, right? You know, put a song together. And
0: I think you know this was the last thing they did that was anything close to this good. Oh, of course, this was their peak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- you know, I think I think Californication. It's actually a pretty good album. It has some great moments. Um, unfortunately, you can see the the seeds of what, what's going to come next. Yeah, And that, exactly. to me, yeah. spoils it in a way that this... The, mm. It says a lot about this album that everything that's hap- come since hasn't spoiled this for me.
1: No, that's true. You can still appreciate this for being... Yeah brilliant
0: you know there are was, there was some bits on there that haven't dated that well some of the you know the stupid kind of comedy funk slap mm-hmm. bassy tracks
1: are a little bit like oh this is a bit get get to the next one yeah sorry. get to the next one but oh, sure you,
0: you can't you know oh mate it, even though you've heard it forever under the bridge is a fucking amazing
1: song true exactly and it is undeniably a classic song mm-hmm. even like you say if you've heard it too many times and you're like oh, i'm bored of this you might be bored of it, but that's only because of you. That's not because of how the song is. It's fantastic. Mm. And it opened them up to another a t- totally different audience. That was, suddenly they were mainstream in that way when they hadn't been in the same way before. Covered
0: by the All Saints. I
1: know. Well, that's really what made the uh, Chili Peppers big, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. But uh, The fucking, the first single, it was Give It Away, mm. right? And that is, that's massive. That was, it, again, played in every single indie club I went to. And yeah. you know, for years, um, then you've got uh, under the bridge was second single. Yeah, uh, was it was it Funky Monks was the third one, but whatever it was, there are just hit after hit after hit on that. And if you look through the track listing, you've got, you have got your Funky Monks, Power of a quality, great great tune. Suck my kiss, great tune. Mm-hmm. Breaking the girl, amazing, fantastic tune. song. It is Naked in the Rain's Naked a the rain. good tune. Rain, that, that has what some of the best bass and drums. Tune. Yeah,
0: well, you know. Uh, Mellowship Slinky and B Major. That's a good tune. That's a great yeah, tune, man. Absolutely. I could have lied. It's a good tune. Yeah. The, 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 look, this is a brilliant record. Uh-huh. It, you know, I, whichever way you cut it, even, even if you go and it's going like, I fucking want to hate you people, it's still a good record.
1: Exactly. Um, and that's why, you know, number five in best albums of my 1991, it has to be for me. Yeah. It has to be in the top five. It, it, Again, it was the first time I'd heard anything like this sort of, funk yeah you know the stuff i was listening to you know even the previous year was stuff like Ned's stomach dustbin or therapy which was you know a bit more just straightforward guitar music this had a groove to it that i just instantly went for i really liked it yeah and
0: i, I always like the fact there's, there's always saying it's the same thing with Primus as well i always like the idea of people that can do something incredibly well mm and do something that still feels like they don't give a fuck.
1: Right, sure. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And, you know, obviously, this is a lot less anarchic than the, the records that came before it. This yes. is a lot more considered. This has got more of, like we say, got that hand on it. Yeah. But this is, to me... You know, uh, to me at it's that time, fun. it just—it's it, fun. It's really dirty. Mm. It's super, super sexual. this record. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, and yeah,
1: suck my kiss. Yeah, is—is—is mm. is, is that really what this is about? Yeah, yeah
0: take it away for a minute, just a teaser, and yeah. then I gave it back a little bit deeper. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, and to be fair, you know, "Sir, Psycho, Sexy" is not the best song this fucking. No, made. it really isn't. It's, but it's very, very silly, very silly yeah. indeed. But look, man, this record was great, and yeah. it was. It just blew my little mind. Yeah. Oh, it blew, I, I... blew my little
1: mind. Yes. And, you know, it still makes me happy listening to this. Yeah.
0: I remember having a comic, a conversation with a guy in a comic book shop uh, in about 1992, 1993. Uh, in a, in the states, and he he was telling me how he didn't listen to MTV because they played too much rap music, and he didn't like rap music. Okay. Whilst wearing a Red Hot Chili Peppers
1: t shirt. well there's so you've got there's your... a lack of uh, awareness in there. There really was, yeah. mate. There really was. But
0: okay, wonderful stuff. Cool. So um, so that's my number five. Uh, and my number four. Okay. So what's your
1: number four then?
0: My number four is uh, the self titled album by Temple of the Dog.
1: Ah, okay. Right, yes, yes. I love
0: this record. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's it's a bit of a start of a bit of a theme I have got to say for some of the rest of it. <laughs> I love time. this record. <laughs> yeah. But no, look, Temple,
1: uh, Temple of the Dog, if... a quick quick recap on what Temple of the Dog was for so, people who don't know.
0: So Temple of the Dog was basically the record that was made by the the remaining members of Mother Love Bone after the death of their singer Mm-hmm. Uh, put together by Chris Cornell, who was a singer on most of the tracks on this. Well, the in Temple fact, on all the, the songs on the Temple of the Dog, yep. who's obviously the roommate of uh, of their singer, now, Andrew Wood. Wood. Yeah, yep. and yeah, so it's it's a kind of a, a labor of love of a record. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know the whole thing exists as a tribute to him without mm-hmm. necessarily overtly being that all the time. Sure, but it's just a. It's co-
1: also it's a couple of mirrors of Pearl Jam, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously Pearl Jam would come out of the ashes of Mother Love Bone. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's also the first time that Eddie Vedder sings with members of Pearl Jam. Yeah, sure. Because obviously the, the the famous duet, which is uh, the, the thing that got me into it, which was a single on MTV all the time, which was a Hunger Strike.
1: Right. And that's it, the one I remember, really, because yeah. I never knew this album at the time at all. But I, mean, I remember that.
0: This is an album full of, a lot of it isn't that down tempo, but it's got a low key feel to it. That's yeah. all, all I could say, mm-hmm. and it's just full of beautiful, beautiful songs with really nice guitar playing and Chris Cornell singing his fucking ass off. This is a wonderful, wonderful record. If you've if you're not given this record time, I, I I hope it's a record that won't have aged too much. I I think this is a record you could still go back to. Right. If but if you're a fan of this era of kind of grunge, you know Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. There's just some amazing songwriting on this record. It's just really, really nice songs, really beautifully put together. I've got nothing more to say about it than that,
1: really. It must have just hit you in a particularly big way. Yeah,
0: I mean, it it did. I mean, I you know, I still listen to this album. I, there has never been a time in my life that I haven't regularly listened to this album. Right. And you know it's it's stayed with me a lot more than some of their heavier stuff, you know I mean, like yeah. these days, if I'm gonna listen to a record from this era, there's a good chance it's gonna be one of the unplugged you know the, oh, the Nirvana okay. or Lads Th- and so sort of you know so i I often go down that road, and this album's always kind of bridged those two things i, I think this is an absolutely wonderful album it's you know they they got together and they played uh, a couple of years ago
1: in, in the states they? yeah. yeah.
0: And I must admit, I—I I mean, I, I wasn't in a financial position that I could have gone and done it uh, at that moment in time. But I mm. must admit, I always thought you were tempted. I, I yeah, I yeah. was tempted, and I wish I had. Now, I well, I, I, would, I would, I wish I was in debt for it to this day. Fine, because obviously Chris Cornell
1: passed away. It's never going to happen. No, I mean, no. Uh,
0: so I, I, I love this. I love this record. so personal to me this record i i I love it dearly and it it was you know fully in the top five it's probably the the album that
1: sold the least oh i'd say so but that that doesn't mean anything really but yeah honestly it's it's such
0: a good record i mean you know first track say hello to heaven reach down want to reach down and pick the crowd up man the Mm. vocal on that is so amazing hunger strike is just a classic pushing forward back call me i'm just looking through this track listing again not a bad song on this record yeah not a bad song on this record at all right uh a perfect perfect record for me if you haven't listened to this i thoroughly recommend you go out and do it
1: well what song would you put onto this playlist to to tempt people into it so that's
0: really difficult mm. I, I really like the sentiment on Wooden Jesus which is a kind mm-hmm. of an anti-evangelical oh, song we talked
1: about that whenever we did the Depeche Mode one didn't we yes yeah, we did similar yeah. theme
0: really like that Times of Travel is an amazing song Pushing Forward I, I, I genuinely don't know I'm going to go I mean everyone knows Hunger Strike so I'm okay. going to go Reach Down I think Reach Down is a yeah. really track
1: fair enough yep yeah. final decision yes final decision I have just realised that we didn't nominate any songs from Blood Sugar Sex Magic.
0: Oh, okay. What are you going with?
1: I, mean, there is part of me that says just fucking put Give It Away on because it was the one I loved at the time and I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to hear more of that, but because it's everywhere and everyone knows it, I think I'm going to go with Suck My Kiss. Suck My Kiss. <sighs>
0: I mean, I might go with Give It Away, actually. Oh, really? Maybe I will, because, like, I don't... Like, if that song comes... If, as soon as I hear those opening notes... Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, kind of just, I think like the sense memory in my leg just starts... <laughs> take, even if it's in the car, it's like, where's where's the nearest dance floor? Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like, you know, like, you kind of... Wherever you are, you've just got... To go, oh, okay, where's the nearest dance floor? Uh-huh. I must find my way to do bad dancing at this fucking song. Sure? Yeah. Yeah, you'll I, do it? Yeah, I am yeah, I'm, I'm gonna gonna give it away. Okay. okay. But it's between that and Breaking the Girl. A
1: fucking brilliant song. And i tell brilliant you why, song. because
0: it's not for for the song. The song in itself is great. I love the song, but there's a breakdown in the middle of... of oh, that.
1: that kind of big percussive yeah. bit. Yeah. It sounds like from Stomp almost. Yeah, yeah. it's all kind of weird songs. It's not just like a drum It sounds like it's being played on dustbins. Well, wasn't there I'm sure I read something about that it was played on stuff that they had saved from dumpsters or something like that. I think it was kind of refined or reclaimed whatever's that they started hitting. That's pretty fucking two thousand and nineteen. Well, yeah. Two thousand twenty now. Yes indeed. Right, but yeah, no, that is a brilliant bit. But you wanna stick with give it away? I'm gonna give stick with give it away. Nice. Okay, so that's yeah. So that was just harking back to that one. And Sorry, what one was it off Temple of the Dog? Reached him. Nice. Right, okay, it's in. Lovely stuff. Um, Just remembering that, just on terms of the listener lists that we got, uh, didn't John McCormack, our listener John McCormack, also agreed with you on Temple of the Dog, didn't he? I they? think
0: so, yeah. I, I'm just... Listener John McCormack. Ah, mate John McCormack. Yeah, well, quite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, indeed. I think there's
1: probably about seven of our listeners that we don't know no, personally, no, not had a true. pint with, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he has Temple of the Dog... And there, he also has things like Mr. Bungle's first album, which you had, yeah, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Spine of God, which we talked about, uh, Mudhoney's Every Good Boy Deserves Fudge, which Cy Sharp also had in his yes. one. Um, and I think that is a very good album, but to me, it just wasn't as good as other Mudhoney albums, so right. I, I kind of left that one. Um, so here's another strongest, and then another few ones that we'll come on to, but he also does have honorable mentions for a few. Ned Stomach Dustman, Godfather, which mm-hmm. I, you know, is I. Cannot deny I like that album. I was a fan of it, but it's not a great album. Uh Hole, pretty on in the inside, which was never my thing. Just didn't didn't get on with them. Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill, and then right at the end, Marillion Holidays in Eden. What's wrong with him? I know. We need to beat that out of him. We need to beat the Marillion out of that man. Uh, do you know what? I can't. I I, I listened to recent
0: Marillion albums and uh-huh. they're not actually that bad at all. Really? I quite like a bit of Marillion. Right, I mean, I'm, I do coming, love a bit of Lavender as well. Yeah,
1: I'm coming from a position of really not knowing any Marillion apart yeah. from Kaylee yeah. and Lavender, yeah. Do you just want to say you're sorry? Not really. Okay. No. Fair enough. Lavender's
0: a fucking tune. Well, it's it's fine. No Lavender, no Nighty Night. More money, more problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 right, okay, so uh, number four for you was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, exactly.
1: So what's your number three? My number three is R.E.M.'s Out of Time.
0: Uh, oh, okay. And fucking
1: hell, it, again, we've done the episode, I gushed about this all the, all the way through. It's just incredible. It's incredible, and it was the first R.E.M. album I heard in full. It is a flawless album in a lot of ways there's a couple yeah. of bits you might go not as good this is a you know this song is an 8 out of 10 rather than a 10 but it's just wall-to-wall brilliance
0: this i mean this should be in my list i know it should Mm. and on a on a different on a different day it's in my list right sure uh you know you you, i mean if you want to know what i think about this record obviously the episode is there i love this record oh
1: absolutely not having it in your list doesn't mean that you're not a fan of it because we know you are absolutely
0: but you know another thing of it is it was a a common theme throughout these records on this list Mm -hmm. is there isn't a record on here with the exception of acting baby Mm. that hasn't been in regular rotation across the last 20 years yeah i I listen to all of these i still and as i mean i don't listen to that many albums at all in there in full anymore
1: right Right, sure but yeah no true that's not how i consume music but
0: but these are records that i do put on from time to time okay every now and again i'll be like okay i'm gonna put a record on and the literally every single one of these uh, with the exception of Acton Baby, which I said, as I've said to you, I've listened to about eight times. Well, in the yeah, last catching weeks, up, let's face right? it, yeah. Are in heavy rotation, and that's part of the thing. So, REM kind of fell out of my rotation. Doesn't mean it's better or worse. No. Uh, when, when I was picking from this cohort, it the, the competition was fierce, yeah. Well,
1: man. yes, indeed. And in another list, this might be my number two. Yeah. You know, I don't think it would be my number one, but this is such a strong album for me. I think it's beautiful. It gets me emotionally in some of the ways that the other albums on here yeah. don't do because they're more just fucking smack you in the face. Mm-hmm. This has, has everything in it. It's gorgeous. It's got Michael Stipe's amazing voice. Uh, The band, at their best, I would say, it just means so much as well because it was the first one I was so into it at the time. Beautiful. It's just a beautiful, beautiful album. Another one from 91, whenever people talk about how how big a year 1991 was for albums, this is another one that gets talked about as hugely influential and has stood the test of time and shows how strong the output was in this year. Absolutely, it's fucking stunning. Yeah,
0: I got, I got, I got, uh, got, no arguments no. with you there. On only number
1: one. one for one week, which again is crazy. But mm-hmm. when you're up against the the pop stuff that was coming out and what we've seen, it's understandable. But at least exactly. it got to number one. Exactly. But it does mean because uh, this is one of only two albums that got to number one, and we did a proper episode on yeah in either of our top tens, as far yeah. as I can see. We've got Metallica and this, and we have got this. Those are the only two that have crossed over from uh, actual, you know, hits into yeah. our top 10s. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, I'm very pleased that this was a hit, that the public loved it as much as, mm-hmm. as you know, it's critically appraised. I agree with you completely. Yeah, I mean, it's I think obviously know, Steady diet and Nothing by Fergazi should have been another
0: one album. Of course.
1: Standard, and I'm, I'm sure Fergazi think the same. I'm sure they're gutted. Yeah.
0: And let's face it, Action Baby should have been another one album. It should have been. It really should.
1: But, uh, so, so... That's um, my number what, three. What track are you going to pick? Well, um, I think on this one, because... We've done the episode and so we put three songs into our best of the the 1990s playlist Mm -hmm. already. You know, I could go for one of those because they would be my favourites. But you know what? I'm going to go with losing my religion on this one. Fair enough. we, We deliberately didn't do it on the other one. And it deserves to be somewhere. Well, I'm glad it's going on here because I'm going to definitely be listening to this podcast. Uh, this okay. uh, this place, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, losing my religion is it's it's a fucking stupendous song, and still, again, just makes me excited when it's on. It's so good, and yeah, that that's going to be my my choice. Lovely stuff, mate. Lovely stuff. Okay, so moving on. Yeah, to-
0: what's your number three? Uh, continuing with the Chris Cornell vibe, this is going to be Bad Motorfinger. Uh-huh. Right, well, my this, is,
1: this is one of the ones I had lower down in my list and we, and we held off. I had this at number 10. Yeah. Simply because I came to this very late. Mm-hmm. Well, not very late, but late. I wasn't into it at the time, and so it didn't mean as much to me as some of the other ones. So okay, what's your fair. take on it, though?
0: Uh, I mean, Bad Motorfinger, this is a record uh, that, I mean... I heard "Outshined," "Jesus Christ Pose" on like "Headbangers Ball" or something right, like that. Yeah. These are songs that you know. I I heard. I mean, I I, I saw Soundgarden in 1992 supporting Guns N' Roses. Didn't know. who oh, they, yeah, didn't know who they were at the time. They wouldn't be a, a, a band for me until like I kind of got a, a, hang around a load of people that were into them already, which would have been like September '92.
1: Yeah. Kind of thing. And then yeah. this
0: this is a yeah this is a record that I got when I went out to the states, uh, mm-hmm. and you know. I can't say that Bad Motor Finger was instantly the record that I listened to most of those records that I came back with. Okay. There were things I probably... I probably listened to L7 more in 1992 Ooh. than this record sure, at yeah. the time, you yeah. know? But this is a record that has stayed with me and grown and grown. There's there's a proper of, depth
1: to this. There's a lot yeah. going
0: on. I mean, you know, by the time their next record came out, which was Super, Super Unknown. Unknown, which was their massive breakthrough record. And right? it was. And I mean
1: a pretty much a perfect record. Oh it's gorgeous. This I still prefer though. Is it I prefer Super Unknown because that was the first of their albums I heard. Right. You know I heard that full album before I heard Bad Balmotherfinger. Sure but look we're talking about we were talking earlier in,
0: in the last episode about who put out the first stoner rock record.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean you know the, people call this a grunge record. And
1: it isn't. No, it's not. I mean,
0: I don't know if people call it this now. They were held in with that sounds, that whole scene, that whole kind of yeah. Seattle, oh, yeah. the whole scene They were lumped in with a lot of other bands. Like blah, that, blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you know, this this was the first of their records that I heard. And you know, you start you start this record off with Rusty Cage. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just hear Chris Cornell's voice.
1: Yeah, man.
0: And you know, he, he does a bit of the kind of you know the, the, the rock stuff on the Temple of the Dog album. I mean, I heard this long before I heard Temple of the Dog or a year before I heard right, the sure. record.
1: Right, Also, oh, this was your intro to Chris Cornell. yeah. yeah.
0: But Jesus Christ, the, you can't... When you first hear him, you can't believe he's got the range he's got. Mm. And like, particularly on something like Jesus Christ pose, where he's just roaring. You're like, where the fuck is this yeah. coming from? And then you've got, you know, uh, Matt Cameron on drums.
1: Right, sure. Oh, he's a brilliant oh, drummer. Oh, he's a
0: fucking beast yeah,
1: of a He doesn't drummer. show off. He's not one of the ones that you go, God damn, that's yeah. amazing. But he is... Fucking perfect. Ben Shepard on bass, yeah. and Kim, uh, Kim and Kim Thayil.
0: You, you know, it's just a band of uh, of people just playing fucking balls out rock and roll. Oh, it's belting it out. You know, yeah, right. And it just songs on here that I mean, Christ, it's uh, how many good songs are there on Bad Motorfinger? Well, though? this
1: is the, the thing that I found because my original top ten list I had uh, Pixies Trompe them on at number ten. Yeah. And I was just going. This was last night. I was going through this for a final kind of. What do I think? What can I say about this? And I just realised that there are there just are more songs on Bad Motorfinger mm-hmm. that are fucking great than for me than there are on Trump the Mon. So I swapped it out. I swapped it in.
0: Yeah, and that's what you think. You go because you, in your mind you go. Oh, yeah, you're Rusty Cage. You go outshined. Yeah. You go, You know. You kind of think. You know. You think of these, and then you go. Oh, hang on a minute. Face pollution. Right. Go fucking searching with, with my good eye closed. Yeah. yeah. Mind Riot, Drawing Flies. In like, Oh, my God, this is full uh, of amazing songs. Yeah,
1: precisely. It's a, uh, it's a solid, solid album with brilliant peaks from it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, there's some good stuff on Louder Than Love, which is a record before sure. which I'd get into, like, kind of years later. But sure. this is a real kind of statement record as well. It's like, here the fuck we are, riffing out, yeah. you know, kind of taking on, you know, big chunks of Black Sabbath. Uh, yeah. You know, in the kind of, the you know, the riff. And it's, you know, it, it's kind of... An evolution of heavy metal, as much as it's anything else, but it was cool as well. well
1: true enough, yeah. Um, I think our friend Chris Green, you yeah. know, whenever we, we were talking about top ten lists, Chris is, you know, a very much of a, a classic rock fan. That's he, yeah, he certainly, was
0: certainly was at the time. Yeah. He was. I well, mean, yeah. he, I mean he plays plays a band called Taiketto. Yeah, indeed. Uh, you know, he's definitely part of that kind of monsters of rock scene. Sure,
1: he blames Nirvana for the the demise of most of his favorite bands. Yeah, yeah. But he even said that he. Made the mistake of you know lumping Soundgarden in as a grunge band because he if he'd listened to them at the time he would have seen like you say maybe just a progression of heavy metal yeah. rather than a replacement.
0: Yeah. I think I think his quote said he because I was I was too busy being pissed off that everyone had stopped using hairspray. That's yeah, <laughs> love, we love you, Chris. Love you, Chris.
1: Uh, <laughs> but this is a great album, and to me, like I say, Super Unknown is my preferred of the two albums but that's simply because of timing and i you know fell so hard for super unknown when i heard it then went back to hear all about bad motor finger after that had it been the other way around i probably would be in the same boat as you
0: i just like the rawness of this record because mm. as much as i love everything that's on uh super unknown there isn't jesus christ pose there isn't that kind of un that that kind of unrestrained kind of i mean just think about that kind of rhythm yeah no there
1: there there are big powerful heavy songs on there but there's not the the screaming that there's got on this one
0: Uh, and that's that's why this is so high up on the list for me
1: fine okay um so song wise for our playlist have you got one you can choose uh i I mean again (sighs) i hmm because for me it's outshined that there was the first one I heard yeah and I instantly really really liked that it was one of the first cd singles I ever owned because yeah. I you can I didn't buy it on anything else I couldn't find it uh and it's still a brilliant song it's one of the ones I used to play uh whenever I was djing back then so it's my intro to the band yeah. I would go with that it stuck with me
0: I mean my instinct would be going that direction as well uh-huh. um Jesus Christ pose as well Stunning. as a big big choice. I think I'm going to go research me my good old close. Okay. Just right. because that's just like that that riff when it kind of kicks in that big rolling cool. kind of riff, and like, Chris Cornell's voice sounds like right. For anyone who hasn't heard Soundgarden,
1: that is exactly what they sound like. Mate, <laughs> that's <I'm>, frighteningly good. <laughs> I am, okay, fuck yourself. It, it, tell you what, he may be dead, but you should apply. Or you go cut yourself <laughs> off. <laughs>
0: I was about to make some awful mum joke that I remember you told me your mum's side listening to the podcast. Thanks, so. Indeed. <laughs> so I can't. No.
1: <laughs> okay. What fine. I am so going to
0: do is, 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 is tell a couple of stories about things you've done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah. Anything else to go on on Bad Mother Finger? Uh, I like it. It's good. Done there. Okay. That's, that's sold it to me. Uh, so that was your number three. Three. Nice, okay. you number two. My number two is Smashing Pumpkins' Gish.
0: Ah, this is of no surprise to anyone. Exactly.
1: You knew it was coming. I waxed so lyrical about this whenever I kind of insisted we did a special on it, Mm -hmm. even though it's not number one. It didn't even chart. You know, this didn't even make the top 75 in the UK. But it made such a big impression on me that this is is still one of my favourite albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end of that sentence. I still think this is absolutely perfect. Uh, I get that it's not for everyone you know if people got into the smashing pumpkins on their second album on Siamese dream they probably aren't as keen on gish maybe yeah. there's
0: uh, and that's uh, i mean i I, I i did as that's what i did sure uh, i mean I, I was very late to the party i i struggled incessantly with billy corgan's voice i was yeah. i was a disliker of the smashing pumpkins for quite some time and then uh, someone I hung about with was a big fan of theirs, and I heard Siamese stream a lot. Right, uh, and it, it, it broke me.
1: Fine, okay, yeah. you, you, you're yeah. in. The, at some point, you just yeah. go, "All right, this is great." But I
0: never, I never had access to a copy of Gish mm-hmm. at that time, so I never
1: really... It passed you by.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. And yeah, so I got to know, sure. you know, I got to know Zero and stuff from the Right, lives. indeed.
1: Well, and this is the other thing, if you got into the Smashing Pumpkins on Siamese Dream, yeah. I can see that Gish would be a bit weird to go back to. If you got into them on Melancholy, yeah. Gish is an entirely different band. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's the, so the, I can see why any of the fans who were a couple of years later might not go back at all. Sure. And I get that, but for me, it was the first one I heard, it blew me off my feet. It absolutely killed me. And I loved every single song on it so much, mm. which is why it's number two. You know, I couldn't not have it right up near the top. Absolutely,
0: Mark. I can, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I know how much you love. it.
1: Exactly. You, 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 you listen back to that episode. You just you can hear me smiling the whole way through yeah. talking about it. Uh, and so it's, it's number two for me. If I was going to choose a song. I am going to go with. See, this is fucking tough. <laughs> this is so tough. You know, I'm basically choosing one out of eight songs I want to put on here. I'm going to go with uh, "Rhinoceros." Nice. Yeah. It, it, it's not one of the ones that got me into the the thing in the first place because it's a lot slower. It's a lot more ponderous. But whenever I go back to it, it's one that gets me most. Give yeah. the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and
0: just to be clear, in case you hadn't put the two things together, when we were talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers earlier, when I talked about only one other band having a fall from grace that upset me as much, right? And it is the, it is a smashing moment. Oh, it's, it's tragic. I it's mean, absolutely tragic. And Mike Collins, we know you enjoyed them at Download, but you must have been on way better drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's my two. What is your two? My
1: number two uh-huh. is Pearl Jam's Ten. Right, yeah. I had this, uh, my number eight, which is yeah. the, the other one I had. Lower down, fucking hell, man! What an album! Well, it's just an immaculate record. What an album. Again,
0: you know, I, I appreciate that some of the Yarling maybe hasn't uh, <laughs> dated oh, as well. He's very
1: easy to parody, isn't he? Yeah, it? yeah, sure.
0: But for, you know,
1: this this record at at the time, this just blew me away. Did, right? Did you have this because it came out in August ninety one? Yeah. Did, were you straight on it? No,
0: I had this. I had this at some point. This is one of the records I had at some point over the summer uh, of ninety two.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have heard it till. I'm pretty sure I didn't hear it until at least ninety two. Right. So this is probably this, later. Actually.
0: This is this is a band I went in. The, the, you know. I, this was one of the bands that were. I went into sixth form college liking already mm-hmm. that kind of gave me a bit of an in with the grunge oh, okay. people that knew what they were doing more. Fine, if you know what I mean. Yeah, of no, course. Because you know this—this this was, you know, this was over. This was visible underground music. You mm-hmm. know, like, I think you know Jeremy was being absolutely kind. Even Flow and the video for
1: Jeremy was everywhere. Right? Yeah, you because you were watching MTV at that point. Yes, indeed. And So yeah, it was all over the place then.
0: Yeah, and even Flow and um, Alive and Alive, Alive as well. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, though, what a band, man! I oh. mean, a, the, look, just those three songs. A, well, a, a live
1: Jeremy flow, Yeah. That, Incredible. That's an album, right? Oh, dude, that would make my top 10 if, the, if you know, there was seven shit songs on the rest. Shit, of it. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, it's, it's so good. And Jeremy was the first one. I bought the 12-inch of Jeremy. It's like a picture disc. Yeah. Uh, and it had uh, a live version of Alive on the B-side, which is just brilliant as well. And so I kind of left it at that. That's all I needed for the time being. And so I, I didn't get the album. For ages. Yeah. It, and I, I mean, I'm saying 92. I wouldn't have heard the album in 92. I am pretty sure I didn't hear the full album until maybe maybe even 94, that sort of time. I'd heard other stuff. I'd heard even Flo played in clubs. Yeah. I'd heard Once, you know, again, and, and Black I'd heard at some point. I mean,
0: Once, what a fucking song, incredible. Once.
1: incredible. Uh, Why Go, as well. Why Go, absolutely. And there was a, a, a girlfriend back in the 90s I had who loved Prodjam so much, and uh, Garden, that was the first time I heard Garden, was running at her that's place. That's such a and, that is ju- and that's just like track eight. There's a throwaway track eight or something on the album, mm. and it's still brilliant. Release, man, which is the last track. Brilliant. is fucking brilliant
0: yeah uh i mean and we haven't even mentioned black yet have we
1: no, no I, I briefly mentioned oh black. did you yeah. so i've
0: tuned out no. <laughs> fair so i was trying to i was <laughs> trying to get the dog let out yeah. but um i mean i no, mean black's beautiful black is oh
1: it's it's a heartbreaker
0: yeah like black is just one of those songs that just kind of tears me up mm. so like, it's, all, it's it's uh, a go to if I'm ever having a bit of a wallow. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: it's great for that. Oh, it's a real fucking yeah. wallow song. Yeah, man, look, you know. Yeah. For the... What's the line? Um, I, know, I know someday, I someday you, you have a beautiful, beautiful life. life. I know you'll be a star yeah. in somebody else's sky. Why, oh, why can't it be me? Yeah. That's
0: brilliant. It's so good, I man. I know.
1: It's a good breakup song, isn't it? It is great. And it's also, it's one of the ones that Eddie Verdi's voice works best on yeah. for me as well. No, and, you know, classic. fucking
0: as well, man, like Eddie, like that Pearl in the Jeremy video, he just looked like the devil, man. Oh, God. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this dude, man? Mm. Who, is this, who is this beautiful man? <laughs> Indeed. And why is he so
1: terrifying? <laughs> and, I mean, you talk about Jeremy, it's like we kind of glossed over it a bit. It's so fucking good. All those the hoo, 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 that whoo 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 that bit in that it just gets you every time so much.
0: And it's the thing is, like you know, you can quite easily take Pearl Jam apart and right. make bits of it risible. Right? Sure, I'm well aware of it. Right, that the, oh, the,
1: there's an earnestness. Yes, indeed. A, they take themselves far too seriously. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Whatever.
0: There's all of that stuff, right? But it doesn't fucking matter for me. No. You know, I at the time I was drinking the Kool-Aid completely
1: mm-hmm. you know I thought they were the fucking coolest people on earth oh right I remember one of the first times I ever saw the band playing as as opposed to videos of them would have been that No Nirvana episode when they did a live I think yeah. on that and the band are so good I mean it almost sometimes Dressed gets forgotten terribly awful yeah. shocking but it does sometimes get you because Eddie Verder is such a focal point Yeah, that you kind of forget about oh there's other people in this band also the vocal point thank you yeah <laughs> Um, and I'm sorry I'm trying to remember who you got you got uh, Stone Gossard yeah Jeff Ament Uh, they were all you know fantastic at what they were doing and produced such a great sound between them this album is an outlier of their sound realistically and they've said you know post it coming out that they're actually not so keen on how it sounds these days they would produce it differently if they had the chance if they knew more about what they were doing Mm. but for me this is the sign of prog that I like the most.
0: Oh, and, and me too. I mean, I uh, I just had a listen to the stuff that they put out over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And there's an absolute rager of of a song that they put out over Christmas. Oh, right. They did Twelve Days of Christmas. Type oh, I didn't thing. know that. Okay. And there's the, the oh, fucking what's, what's it called? Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually look it up and give it a, give right. it a recommendation uh, because people should be listening to this. I think. Right. Oh, love. It's called Love Rain Over Me. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah, I heard this track. Well, it was the thing they did over Christmas called Love Rain Over Me. All right, uh, yeah. And it's fucking great. It's just absolutely glorious. Oh, yeah, okay. Check it out. But mm. yeah, this, this was my project. I ne- I didn't really do the rest of the journey with them. I kind of, mm. uh, you know, I, I had verses. I kind of listened to Vitalogy. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, I, I check in with them every now and again just to see if, you know, I've I probably heard a lot of the albums over the years, but nothing has ever grabbed me or has been as exciting to me well, as no, this. Well, I no,
1: think, I think the difference between the rest of the albums and this one is, the songs yeah. you know fair enough the sound changes as well they sound different They're roar they're a bit more gritty but the songs are the best on this. Well, you
0: know you can't gloss over the fact you know you, you've literally said uh earlier that you know you're not a fan of Neil Young and yeah. there's an awful lot of Neil Young in Pearl Jam
1: sure yeah yeah fair enough
0: so that was um, that's
1: my number two okay so what song are you going to put on the playlist for you
0: oh I'm gonna go with Black
1: You're doing black. I'm I'm black. I'm going to go garden just because I think that's it's such a good one that people might not know.
0: Fair enough. That's great. That's great. Um,
1: So uh, just before we do the number one album, which you know I happen to know is the same one on both of our lists, and there's going to be no surprise. I'm sure everyone can guess what it is. Um, Just let's quickly look through what the all the number one singles of 1991 were, right? Yeah. And we'll go through and we'll see which one we reckon was the best one. And which one we reckon was the worst one. Yes. Right, did. so in, in chronological order, th- these were all the UK number one singles. We've got Enigma, Sadness Part 1. And, yeah, I think we know our, I mean, we our hate, view on Enigma. We,
0: we hated that album so much. Surely this must be the worst single of the year.
1: Well, let's, uh, let's keep that in mind as we go through. Okay. So next one, Queen, Innuendo. Which, you know, I like. You don't like the Spanish guitar bit in yeah. it. that's good. Uh, KLF, 3am Eternal. That's great, Jim. The Simpsons, Do the Bartman. Which I like more than you do. I think that's fucking awful. Yeah, I, I, I kind of liked it at the time, but, geez, it's, there's no redeeming quality at all in that. Uh, then The Clash, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Which is obviously a re release because yeah. of the, the doesn't, jeans out or whatever. Count. Good song, doesn't count. Doesn't count. Halen Pace, The Stunk. Ooh. Which I remember us I talking about before. Sweet Jesus. The Holy God. Chesney Hawks, The One and Only. Yeah. Yeah. Share the Shoop Shoop song. Fuck yourself, share. I remember you hating I fucking that. Fucking hate that song. Yeah, color me bad. I want to sex you up. That's a terrible song. It is I terrible, it. but I really have a yeah. soft spot for it. Uh, Jason Donovan's Any Dream Will Do, which nope. was from his you know, soundtrack. Rubbish. Brian Adams, Everything I Do It For You. Can't do it. Which I still think is a good one, but I, I get that's not your thing. You too, The Fly. Ooh, so that was that was the one that knocked Brian Adams off number one. Good, right? So that's come through. Vic Reeves the Wonder Stuff, Dizzy which is novelty. I enjoyed it at the time, but novelty song, really. Uh, Michael Jackson, Black or White. Okay. Yeah, fine. And then the last two were George Michael and Elton John's Don't Let the Song Go Down on Me. Yeah. And then Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and These Are the Days of Our Lives. Mm. Uh, So reissue, but double A side kind of a thing. So those are... All of the number ones. That and is, that is not a good list. That's a terrible list it for really number is. one songs. It's
0: very little original stuff.
1: Yeah. And the stuff
0: that is original, a lot of novelty, yeah. and a lot of terrible shit. Well, that's, the, that's British public in
1: 91. Okay, Best song then? Best song for me. I... I think I'm going to go with KLF 3M Eternal because it, it was so new to me and I loved KLF back That's then. That's a great song. I'm going to go with The Fly. The, yeah, well, that makes sense because you yeah. you love acting, baby. Well, sheer face of love on a fly on a wall. It's no secret. It's no. It's a brilliant tune. Um, worst. Worst. It, it has to be Helen and Pace's Stonk. <sighs> it, it has to be for me. I mean, fair enough. Okay, you are going to be between, I'm going to guess, you're going to guess go between The Stonk yeah. uh, and Shoop Shoop" song and enigma sadness part one do you know what
0: i don't even mind an ad, a sadness part one
1: i don't uh-huh. i don't, don't
0: mind it that much there wasn't a whole fucking record of it but that song no, is but... fine <laughs> yeah i mean i don't like Shoop Shoop song but at least it's a song
1: right like, i mean the fucking stonk <laughs> the
0: stonk go, fuck stonk. itself oh,
1: can't it? into oblivion the stonk i know even if you'd never heard the song if i said to you oh you know that there's a song called the stonk you'd go Oh, is it one of the worst things ever made? Yeah, yeah it is. Absolutely, it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like something that your fucking granddad died of.
1: <laughs> when you caught in the water. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> he was in the trench. you oh, <laughs> he got the stonk. I got stonkfoot. Yeah. <laughs> You got stank for it. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Right, number well, one. This number is one. N- no surprise to anyone. Yes, Nirvana's. Never mind. Interesting this. Um, obviously, we're not going to talk too much about this. There, yeah. was, there was a whole podcast of us waxing lyrical yeah. about this album. And I, t- like I said to you, when we started to talk about putting these lists together... hmm Nirvana wasn't really gonna be on my list. No, you said I don't know if it's gonna make the top ten. I don't think it would, right? Yeah. And then the caveat I gave when I was putting this list together, I thought about that that conversation we had, that hour and a half conversation we had about this record, and I thought, can I have this conversation about any other any other and I thought uh... I can have very effusive conversations about an awful lot of them.
1: Right, yeah. But I
0: went, I don't I don't think I can, And in the midst of all of these things, I didn't hold Nevermind Up as the beacon
1: mm-hmm.
0: that other people were at the time. Right, right sure. Because I, I found other things in other records. Yeah. But in retrospect, it is a fucking amazing it's, record. It's,
1: again, this is flawless. This is starting to finish flawless. Yeah. In, I don't think, a way that any of the other albums on my top ten are. I, there's always going to be a song. That I'm like, yeah, mm, it's all right. See, this I, uh, is just all the way through. I mean,
0: I think there's a couple. I think there's a couple of albums on here that I do think are, yeah, wall to wall. Every song is great. Right. Acton Baby, I think every song is great. All oh, right, you sure? Know. Yeah. I think pretty much every song on Ten is. Ten is the closest. Really, yeah. really solid. You know, I, I mean, and Temple of the Dog as well. I've, I've, I've ah, heard about right. all of those albums right, but Resonance, the way, it, like actual kind of. Uh, actual life-changing kind yeah. of moments and ways of thinking and things that stuck with me. Yeah. I can't mess with it. It's an amazing record from start to finish. It
1: changed the face of everything. Yeah. You know, it changed, it got me into a huge amount of stuff that I yeah. wouldn't have done had this album not existed. I mean, I suspect I might have even been successful in life if this record hadn't No, let's out. not say things we can't take back, mate. That's, that's going too far. But... You can't blame Nirvana for
0: everything. No, you can't.
1: No, mate, this is... Unless you're our friend, Chris. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you can blame for the, the decline of sales of hairspray. Yes. Yeah. Um, brilliant. It had to be number one for me. For me, there was never really a question. Uh, it was, you know, Gish probably meant more to me when I first heard it, but then I heard Nirvana. And I was like, okay, fine. This is This is everything I want. And for years, that was everything I wanted. It was the blueprint for... Is this as good as anything else I want to listen to? Is you know, is, Can this live up to? Never mind. So, yeah, flawless, brilliant, emotional, powerful, all those things. So, yeah, number one. Number one in 91. And I suspect a lot of uh, other listeners would agree that this was also the best album released that year. Or the biggest and best, you know, if you have to conflate the two.
0: Yeah, I mean, one doesn't beget the other. No, but... But this, this, has,
1: has had it all. this was the fire starter. This was the kindling. This was,
0: yeah, this yeah. is the holy grail for a lot of stuff that I really gave a fuck about. Precisely. And it. still do. Precisely. This is the Post Malone of its day. <laughs> <laughs> no higher praise.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, no, comma, higher praise. Yes. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> Guys, thank you so much yeah. for everyone that's been with us for the last two seasons. We're, we're pretty much approaching uh yeah we could be by the time this comes out it's gonna be about a year that we've been putting these indeed yeah we started
1: at the end of January uh last year.
0: we have an absolute blast recording them mm. uh thank you so much for kind of really like i mean the response to uh, the shout on this, people kind of getting involved with us. Please mm. keep, please keep doing that. The interactions, like honestly, it, it makes it. We, you know, all, all we can see really is we see numbers, and we know the numbers go up every week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we know that that's hammering. But when you guys get in contact with us and let that's us know, feel, hey, it's amazing. It makes us feel like it's. Uh, and if it's you haven't
1: already sent us in the top then still do because we're still interested in what people well, want to. Sure, wanna you know, say. and you know, we'll
0: you know, obviously we do the intros, record those yeah. differently. We can uh, maybe include some. Yeah, but uh, you guys, stick it up on the, the social
1: media. You can get. The discussions going on there, absolutely,
0: uh, guys. If there's anything you like about the podcast, let us know about it. Anything you don't like, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we do have people get in contact with us and say, ah, oh, you know, I love the podcast, but I don't, you know, and we're no. always happy to hear that yeah, stuff, no, man. Because th- sometimes it's something we've missed. You there know? have been fair criticisms, yeah, there really are. I mean, some of them have just been like oh, arseholes though. No money. get in contact with us, man. Uh, we we always appreciate it. Thank you so much for supporting uh, 1990 and 1991. Indeed, we're going to be back. Yeah, after well,
1: we're going to take a few weeks' break, yeah. Just because I'm going to be back in Belfast for a while, yeah. uh, you know, there's stuff going on, and just to give us time to refresh, yeah. Really, but we'll be back with 1992 very soon.
0: We will indeed. We're not we're, the the break between seasons will not be as long this time. No, no, no. Just a few weeks. It'll just be a couple of weeks, yeah, something like that. Two or three weeks. I don't. We don't even know. We, we don't 100 percent know what it was, but we will be back to you. I would imagine Start,
1: before. I, I reckon mid Feb. Yeah, realistically, certainly
0: before March. Oh, definitely before March.
1: Yeah, yeah. All good.
0: All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you are the best. Uh, my name is Dave Fansom. I've been Christopher Greer. And that's Waffles the Dog. See you later. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We're on Twitter, at PCL Podcast. On Instagram, also at PCL Podcast. And Facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is pclpodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com.